listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner with, yes, uh, with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, <laughs> or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio <laughs> website. Instagram felt like your neglected younger child then. Yeah. Poor well, Instagram. It, mm, yes, well, it's still a new, still a novelty for the show, our Instagram it account. Is. Right, eh? It sounded like an old school PE teacher trying <laughs> to include girls, you know, when, <laughs> oh, what up, boys and girls? <laughs> yeah. A bit like that. Yes. <laughs> Reluctantly catching up yeah, from one yeah. age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we've heard from the outside world, not via our modern channel, Instagram. No, no nothing on Instagram. No. I've but... tried Instagram, slightly uh, salubrious pictures of elderly ladies. I bet there is. I bet and, there and is. Why not? Yeah. I bet there's, uh, Instagram would be a good. Uh, if there isn't one, if you're out there and you're and you're operating in that field, ignore that. You can have that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> This is via uh, our email system. Oh, yes. oh okay. Traditionalist okay. yeah. electronic mail. This is from Ben Weeks. He says, Recently, Frank and Emily both mentioned how uncomfortable the knot is when falling asleep in a dressing gown. Do you remember that, Frank? Yeah, I'll tell you where, um, what I think of. I was, um, I went up to uh, America, to, uh, not America. I was just reading that off the playlist. So you get old, you just say anything. Say what you see. Um, I was. Um, it sounded I, like. I flew, I flew just up. Just a minute. Yeah, I flew up to Inverness. Oh right, yeah. To um, to watch the um, Loch Ness premiere. Ted, yes. Ted Danson. Oh yes. Uh, and um, well, that was the parade, for goodness' sake! Yeah. It wasn't just any old time. And that n- that night, and I was going to be in an ordinary hotel, and then it turned out there was a, there was a one room at Skibo Castle. Now, Skibo Castle at the time was famous for being where Madonna had got married. So lovely quite, intel, Frank. I, I like the idea of staying <laughs> there. So there was me and my friend Tracy, and there's only one room. And we've known right. each other a long time, but even so, it's... Platonic. Hashtag orcs. Right. So um, we were both very... Oh, no, it'll be fine and all that. Very sensible. Spoke slightly deeper voices. Uh-huh. And, um, and we wore our dressing gowns in bed, even though it was quite warm, as an extra sort of a nothing's going to happen right. message. But that was when, you know, I had me knotted, yeah. me knotted dressing gown belt and I kept lying on this big knot. And, um, or was it Tracy? I can't remember. <laughs> no, I, I, kept lying, I kept lying on the knot and it was, it was a nightmare. So I was hot. Mm-hmm. And also there's something about toweling against... Is that your first time sleeping in the dressing gown? I think that was the first time. I have wow, done it. I've done it in hotel. You know how hotels have got the most rubbish duvets. I don't know if they even qualify as having a tog. Yes. They have the thinnest. It's like sleeping under a low line mist. Yes. And so in, in some hotels when I've been freezing, I've I've put on the uh, hotel. Right. Well, you robe. should be grateful you got the toweling, not the waffle, because oh, that's yeah. a, a, I don't like the waffle fad. Oh yes. No. Forgot about the waffle. So cheap. 
Anyway, Ben Weeks continues, rather than tying... This is advice, Frank, for you. Rather than tying your cord in a bow, I would recommend a double thumb knot, a.k.a. a double overhand knot. Oh, God, this is a <clears throat> this is a ex-Boy Scout. Oh, do you think so? Well, knotting mm. used to be quite mm. a, a... boy. You can get a badge for knotting, can't you? You can. This method uses friction to hold the cord in place. For material with a lower coefficient of friction, such as silk, brackets, Emily, <laughs> simply increase the length of the knot to a triple or even a quadruple to achieve sufficient security. Obviously, I can't Excellent. picture this knot. I mean, I think now I have more... I have the self-discipline now that I could sleep <laughs> with it held shut by my hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, your I hand clasped. Like, like you're in yeah. a wall at a football match. Like, no, I'm of... seeing it clasped like Mavis in Coronation Street. And yeah, it's something like when she answers the door. Exactly, <laughs> when someone comes out in a house coat yes. in Coronation Street in yeah. 1969. What and time do you call this? And I think I could sleep um, fists <laughs> clenched for the whole night. I've got, I didn't have that kind of control in the 90s. <laughs> Um, but so that's what I'd do now. I wouldn't bother with the cord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would sleep like Mavis coming out of her house. Mm-hmm. Maybe in not. Maybe, maybe in Rosamond Street, uh, in a in a house coat um, in the cold. That would be my method. There you go. I mean, it might not be as efficient as the thumb knot, but no. it's easier to understand on radio. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So we've just been talking about our um, Instagram. Yes. Okay, you know, it's the you know the novelty of the new. Oh yeah. And uh, I didn't understand this. We've got um, how many followers? Four, four thousand. I don't know if that's. I don't think it's great. But we've <laughs> got four thousand. How long have we been going? Well, they're exactly. A couple of yeah. weeks. Come on. But we only follow the people on the show. Yep. So Alan and Emily and and. Um, and Faye uh, Absolute and Oh we've got Absolute yeah, We've got to follow the boss You always follow your boss Yeah so that's That's, all, that's the only people We yeah, follow so. so we're thinking We should start following Some <laughs> people Yeah um, I think What about if we I, what, I think we should Pick a random <laughs> Celebrity yeah. And and put all our eggs in one basket. Just one. The whole lot. My vote is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. You reckon? Yeah, why not? I like that. Good um, player in his day. Oh, I mean a great long distance striker. I wonder what he'd uh, I wonder what he'd make belters. of it. Yeah. Um anyway. I'm gonna go I'm thought. gonna take things a bit more uh, contemporary. I'm gonna go Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles, you think? Good I just think he'd notice. <laughs> and I think there'd be respect for us. And we could get a dialogue going. Okay. He did mm. once uh, sign a photograph for me for um, an obstetrician who um, delivered my child. Yes. That's nice. Who, um, that showed him in a very good light. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, um, so he's got everything to play for. I heard a few other stories that didn't, but that's off air <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. Well, can I say you signed the thing that, to the sexiest <laughs> obstetrician in the world, or something like that? Lovely. Um, and she, she had quite, a, she had a thing for uh, Nick Noel. So it was. Oh uh, yeah. And the picture was him. You know, I, I, it's a thing I've never actually, I've never worn a bow tie that you have to knot. 
If I do, I use a thumb knot because I like, might be sleeping exactly. in it later. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he had, you know, when, you, when they undo the tie and it hangs loose. I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I it do. used to be like the last four songs of a Tom Jones. It's very gig. rat pack. <laughs> so that's rat-pack. what he had on yeah. the publicity thing. But he, he looked yeah. rugged. He looked very rugged. Yeah. R- r- respect to Mondo. Has mm. Melania Trump got an Instagram? We could follow her. She, she was our only it's one. It's always worth following her because she has quite a lot of writing on her back. Yes. <laughs> and I think we'd get Trump news by osmosis through following Melania, so we wouldn't have to follow Trump. I bet she's got a lot of followers, Melania. You reckon? Oh, yeah. More than us. So. <clears throat> MT. More than 4,000. MT by name. <laughs> <laughs> MT by... Um, oh, I'll tell you what. Oh. Oh. There will there'll be many, many Queen fans listen to Absolute. I, I bet if you was to do a survey of favourite bands of people that listen to Absolute, mm-hmm. I bet they would be up there, Queen. Yeah. yeah. You too. Um, no, no, Frank's not that big a fan. Yeah, no, you too. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never. Um, I'll be honest with you, I've never much cared for Queen. No, um, okay. I'm sorry if you love Queen, but you know we're all different. Mm-hmm. I don't expect you to like who I like. For goodness' sake, well, none of us do. <laughs> well, occasionally, uh, face it. occasionally detect us that when you play your songs. <laughs> but but my um, my uh, your my choices. son. Um, if you listen to this on the app or wherever it is you listen what do they listen to it on app is it yeah podcast yeah. podcast um, I, I get to play um, six songs of my own choice every Saturday morning mm-hmm. and um, six is it it is six Blimey. does it feel like more <laughs> <laughs> your witness and we get we get a mixed response but you know sometimes <laughs> you can't go down to them you've got to bring them up to you agreed um so anyway, I've been listening by default to an enormous amount of Queen. Oh, Why? God. Like when I get up in the morning, Queen is on full blast. Cause oh, my, my, oh, because of um, my six-year-old yeah, son, son is mad for Queen. Oh, and dear. has that changed your opinion? Um, no, I think I think that they. Uh, <laughs> it's very good music. For, for six-year-olds. <laughs> wow! Now, my problem with Queen has always been I don't quite believe them. What do you mean? Uh, Elaborate. Freddie O'Shaughnessy was a bit arch. It was like I'm doing rock and roll, but I'm doing it with a bit of a wink. I don't really... Right. I don't mean any of this. It's, I'm larking around. That was my problem. They were playing at being rock stars I thought bit. they lacked a bit of uh, sincerity. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I had the joy this week of having um, fried mushrooms on toast mm. and singing We Are the Champignon, <laughs> which um, I, I don't think I would have done if I hadn't been um, given quite so much Queen this week. Mm. But um, th- I have one particular problem with Queen, which I will discuss with you after this. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, yeah, my, my problem with... Um, Queen is that, that guitar tone that Brian May adopts sort of 98% of the time. It sounds like the studio cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it's on, isn't it? <laughs> Says the man who likes Bloodwind Pig. <laughs> no, my brother liked oh, Bloodwind okay, Pig. Okay, okay. I'm down there. Um, I. Uh, I, I find that if why didn't anyone say Brian you did that on uh, that other track <laughs> on, on the last three hundred because when he plays the normal like it sounds great but 
no, no, that's why I can't cope with. Very specific grape you've got for them. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's, it's a, a dominant... Very specific and oddly vague all at once. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dominating sound. It's a dominating character. You're not going to not notice well, May when May. he walks in the room. Was he a dominating character? Physically. Musically. I imagine he was shoved around by Freddie. <laughs> He's suggesting he was a James May character. I think so. James awesome. May, Join. Brian May. Well. Do you know Brian May? Oh. <laughs> no, but thanks for the tips. They're so, all pushed around, aren't they, the Mays? They are. <laughs> Theresa May. Theresa May. Mm. James May, Brian May. They're all people who are very put upon by those around them. Yeah. What about oh, Vanessa's? You know, she seems like she can do that. Vanessa, we don't know what Vanessa May has to put up with in the musical community. Simple as that. <laughs> Who's the other Mays? <laughs> Okay. Eight, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> oh. Who else is oh. called me? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Look, I, I, I had a first this week. Oh. Um. <laughs> yes. She was thirty-five. I mean, it was all above oh. board. No, no. Goodness um, me. I had, I had a first. Um, <laughs> a, I went. I had my first ever book club. Oh, oh, you have you didn't. Ever done it? I've never done one, but I no, like the idea. No, absolutely not, and never would. You never done. Oh, that's okay. interesting. You no, say that. Why, can I ask you why not? Well, I want. Well, you can, but I'd like to know about your book club first, please. I, I'd okay. like to ask you about the pressure of the deadline. Doesn't it mean yes. that you have to read by a certain day? Like, oh, I'm oh, meeting yeah, them on Wednesday, that. so I've got to finish. Yeah, but that's. Um, it's an enjoyable thing, is it? Well, my partner managed to string it out for just over a year. What, a book club? Yeah, we'd all read it, we're all ready. And she said, I haven't read it yet. So we all had to read it again before oh. we actually had the back. Anyway, so it yes. was... In case any of you have never done it, you, you all read the same book, obviously, mm-hmm. and get very familiar with that book. And then you sit in a room and, and, and pull that book apart. Yes. As a group. I mean, I've done it with people. <laughs> um, <laughs> when they're there, not when they're there. No, because they're right. they're the book. Yeah, it's yeah. Sort of. If I've, I've been in people clubs uh-huh. where you sit in a room and talk about a person you all know quite well, and you know, and dissect them, and sometimes you praise them, and sometimes uh, you, you mercilessly tear yeah, them yeah. apart. Brilliant. Um, but anyway, it was we all sat on. Uh, Bean bags. Mm. Well, I was on a bean bag. I think I think there was three of us on bean bags, and uh, <laughs> the five of us in the group. <clears throat> and we were doing um, Vinegar Girl. Oh, mm. by Anne. Um, well, it must have left a lasting impression. Anne. Oh, well, I've read I've read her twice now. I'd just call her Anne. Okay. Oh yeah, Tyler. Well, Anne Tyler. Tyler. Right. Do you know her? No, I don't. Okay. Was it Antigua? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, Antifa? Um, <laughs> no, it's Anne Tyler. She's quite, quite famous. She wrote um, The Accidental Tourist. Oh, OK, yes. Oh, right. mm. With um, which Bill Hurt started. Yes, he did. <laughs> Bill Hurt. William Hurt is known as the... As you know this, he's the most terrible bloke in Hollywood. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a, friend <of> mine, <laughs> a friend of mine worked with um, Bill Hurt, as they all call him. Mm. And... Um, and uh, apparently there had been a child star in it, or not child actress, and she'd worked. It was on the last day, a mum, and that was there, and she said, well, it's my last day, Mr. Hurt, and just mm. kind of say, it's a great honour working with you. And uh, I wonder if I could have my photo talk with you. You're an African wife! Get out of my way! And it was like a real <laughs> She burst into tears, the mum. 
Um, and anyway, my friend, I don't know why I'm telling you the bill hurt, but my friend's next thing was with Woody Allen, who has his detractors. Yeah. Um, and they had the, they got they got that was his next film, and they all got, they got they gathered for the read through of the script. And Woody Allen said, "Okay, before we start," he said to my mate, "You must have some Bill Hurt stories." <laughs> <laughs> so he had to tell them. Cool. Excellent. Anyway, um, the book club. We might open yes. the book club. I'm sorry, that was a, <clears throat> that was a terrible digression. I liked it. That's all right. But you can you go know. down a hurt cul-de-sac. How much Hollywood gossip do you get on Absolute Radio? <laughs> Right? Of, yeah. that, of that insider nature. <laughs> very, very little. Mm. Very little. <laughs> so um, grab it while you can, that's my motto. Mm. It's the motto of a great many men in this business. <laughs> it's got to stop. I'm uh, sorry, I'm floundering. This is Frank Skinner. So yes, yeah, so I, I was, was at the club? book club, and mm. I tell you what, it was—it sort of reminded me of being um, back at, uh, in higher education. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Um, both at Birmingham Polytechnic and Warwick University, my alma mater. Mm. And uh, I sometimes fantasise about um, going back into uh, into education. Academia. Academia. Yeah. Uh, well, that's connected to my reason for. My reluctance to join the book club. Oh, is Not it? that I've been invited, but you know. Anyway, as you it were. wasn't, you know, it wasn't quite the same as being a unit. <laughs> no one stole my milk. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so um, I know the first rule of book club is there is no book club, but I'm going to talk about it. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'm and, surprised we're even talking about it. I yeah. It gonna... And um, it, I thought it was the best night. I loved it. Oh, good. I thought it was great. And I thought, wow, I just want to do book club after book club. Turns out, mm. I think it was Bab Streisand that says, <laughs> time has rewritten every line. <laughs> right. Um, turns out that um, people got were upset. They felt that I talked over them, that I was dismissive oh. of their opinions. Do you know what? Oh. I was about to say when you said you thought it was great, I thought, I wonder oh. if... How do we... I was boorish. I was boorish. 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 I was brusque. Oh. Al, do you want to handle this one? No, I'm, okay. I'm just going to hear him out. <laughs> I was. I can't think of anything else I was beginning with B that I can say so on the break. These accusations were levelled at you in general. Well, I was brusque, apparently. <laughs> oh. And boorish. <laughs> Um, both of those things. Did you so? Did you dominate the discussion a bit? I didn't feel I did. I thought I was being really restrained. <laughs> did other people miss a point of the book and you bring it to their attention? Because oh, I can well, see him doing look, that. I can see me being the point misser. The point of it is is that you you can share your you know if someone mm-hmm. um, has an opinion which you don't agree with, I think it's all right to say I, I don't agree. Yeah. yeah, that's true. What sort of tone did you use <laughs> when you said... I honestly uh, thought it was... I thought it was a lovely... I don't know. It's honestly... It's like I was at a different book club. You know that feeling when you feel like you're at a yeah. different book club? <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to my personal assistant about it the next was day. She there? No, she wasn't there. Take her everywhere. And, uh, and, what did she uh, say? Yeah, she was, uh, she was handling my yellow stickies. If you'll pardon the expression. And... Um, she said, it sounds like hell on earth. 
I mean, oh, what she said to me. Um, a lot of hell on this show that, recently. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the third acknowledgement of hell yeah. this week. Member of Little Mix and Donald Tusk. <laughs> They're all at it. Yeah, I, I, I think there's been a shift towards belief this yeah. <laughs> week. But she said, she actually said this. She said, one thing I would never do is join a book club. And I thought, yeah. what is with... But it's just book clubs we're talking about, not like a dogfighting syndicate. No, I'm with that. <laughs> a book club, the most but you know, benign... Well, bookish. It's bookish, it a book bookish. club. You can't get around that. But no. honestly, you I'm with her, Frank. People were talking about that night like, like Vietnam vets. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So you won't be doing that book club again? Uh, no, I don't think so. I had really? no idea that the potential for upset and uh, it never occurred to me. Mm. I think it's. I think the potential for embarrassment is that that would be my big anxiety is that I would go in and I'd have missed the point of the whole book, which I did with them. Um, you know, the book, The Life of Pi, is apparently. Oh yeah. Oh, the tiger one. Well, it's a real tiger. <laughs> well, I took it as... Uh, I, I like Frosty's ad better. I felt a real fool. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good story, wasn't it? <laughs> and oh, the, I hate it when I missed it. Well, what, I, is, I what, missed was the the point? Point. what was the point that you well, missed? wasn't it um, that the metaphor. it was invented to cover the fact that he'd killed the other dude? Oh, he invented that. I, I, yeah. To be honest, I didn't get to the end of the last Oh, right, yeah. Well, that would be another embarrassing thing in a book club. And it's not <laughs> often I don't get to the end of anything with the word pie in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. No, I got a bit fed up with the man and tiger on a boat. We're yeah. all different. If there's anyone out there who loves life of pie, good on you. Yeah. It's fine. But I Let's like the Frosties ad better. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 230 has texted with some uh, Freddie Mercury news. We're, we're certainly okay. running our, uh, wow. our our late review feature of the show, <laughs> yeah. now doing Queen. Um, Freddie always said it was a facade. I should just bring anybody up to speed. Frank feels like it's a bit um, I just think they're insincere. not... Insincere, is that? I, yeah, yes, I think it's always done with a bit of a wink, Right, Queen. Uh, a bit like song doing vintage rock and roll. Oh, yeah. oh come on, I'm not going to stand by and let <laughs> you talk that. about them like that. I think they're in the same Venn diagram. How dare you? Oh, well, it's because you they do... Great you take loves a, of my life. You take a genre that means a lot to people and then you slightly, you know... Could you rock out a suit like they did? No. Well, no. There <laughs> used to be, I remember seeing a poem in, um, in NME... I can't do the whole but it began with I heard that the singer of Queen is I'll leave I'll leave the rest <laughs> it's probably just talk anyway what does that person say uh, they reckon that it was all a facade and that he always said so and witnessed lyrics to his song I am the great pretender so he oh, sort well, of him, that's fair enough he admitted that it was a facade I mean, you did don't... admit off air to one Queen song that you liked which I also liked Days of Our Lives thank yeah but you. Days of Our Lives does sound real yeah, that does, does. sound sincere yeah. um, I mean he got a, I mean he, this bloke's got a great voice I'm not mm-hmm. knocking him up. I'm not knocking him you know if you like him great <laughs> I had to explain Blokes the Bee Gees got a great were um, voice. Yeah. I had to explain that the Bee Gees were men singing in falsetto to my son the other day because it was on the radio. Did you? Just the concept of falsetto was quite a weird thing to it's try a big and explain. Thing, big it's thing odd, to, isn't did it? you, I, I like the idea that you demonstrated it. Out. I did. Did, I did you? Yeah. Oh, please, can we hear that? 
I said, do you know that high bit of your voice? Like, up here! Like that. There you go. That could have been, they could have been there here today. Yeah. Well, actually, they're not. <laughs> Barry's. Is it Barry? Don't bring that up. Who's left? Barry ba- Barry's left. Ba- Barry's left. Oh, Always my favourite. Barry's oh, left. that's nice for you. Yeah. OK, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking, when I heard that, you know what I thought? Panto. <laughs> I'm available. Yeah. He's got a good panto voice. But what character would he play? Roy Orbison. <laughs> <laughs> that popular pantomime. Do you know. Widow Twanky? Bar- Baron, Baron Orbison. <laughs> I know you didn't. Um, we got, we got to go to the... Producer did a winding up sign with the headphones. Oh, I hate a winding up that sign. sign. Yeah. I've had some rounds about those. <laughs> Especially at the book club. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio <laughs> website. I just can't get used to that crazy uh, <laughs> Instagram <laughs> innovation. <laughs> well, you're on there now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Um, just looking uh, we've had some news in from last week from Mr Clive who often gets in touch with us from India read the super marionation talk on last week's show did we discuss super marionation oh yes we did well I'll continue yes Marina and Atlanta Shore I always thought Troy Tempest was based on James Garner I also thought Troy Tempest, I'm sorry, was based on James Garner, not Scott from Thunderbirds. Oh, okay. no, I can see that. Though when you think about it, they are quite similar-looking men. But, yeah, I wonder if I've misremembered the Sylvia Anderson. Well, Mr Clive continues, P.S. I also have a suspicion of anyone that fancies Marina. Oh. Was yes. that something you confessed to? Yeah, because <laughs> um, she's a mute, and I think quite, any, any yeah. bloke who... Mm. Not that I'm saying it. <laughs> it's on such thin ice here. <laughs> Obviously, so, um, that so. doesn't make. But it's like a, it's, it's a submissive nature in the character. Yeah. Oh, I see. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas Atlanta was a redhead. I think that's a, a good fiery. topic. I think save yes. that up for your book club. Yeah, maybe you're right. (laughs) All gone a bit book club. That's going to be my new phrase. In Thunderbirds, they made the strange choice of having a character called Tintin. And you'd think, well, that's taken. That's that's what I'm having. That's what I'm having, that, from Jerry Anderson. (laughs) Bagsed. Did they really do that? Yeah, they had You can't do that. The Hood's Uh, daughter. Popeye popping up in Toy Story. The Hood. Oh, uh, the hood! No, it's interesting. The hood. I never, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be fans villainous? who can me, disprove me. I don't remember him ever wearing a hood on oh. any occasion. Okay, was he villainous? He was the bad guy. Oh, of course, he's he had a the sort hood. of a Yul Brenner look to him, but he had a, a sweet do. a sweet daughter called Tintin, and that would have been before hoods were sort of stigmatised by a. Yes. That was, yeah. that was probably about ten years ago when it when hoodies became sort of they like associated mainly with the monastic life. They were back then. Yeah. Not now. No, it's all changed now. Yeah. But still, you know what I say? No Burberry. Is that <laughs> one of your rules? Yeah. I'm all my clubs. Good rules for this. God, by. I don't still work for a fashion magazine. I'd have had to hand in my resignation tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you an interesting story from this week's newspapers. You know, We Heart News. Oh, oh yes, we like news. Both the left the, um, <laughs> and the right ventricle yeah. news. We're right on top of it. Um, 
Chris Eubanks. <laughs> Chris Eubanks Senior has uh, has got himself into the news. Sorry, Al. What's up? What's happened? I'm so sorry. It's just that someone responded to our text. Uh, the idea of attending a book club has divided opinion. Do you think going to a book club with Frank would be hell on earth? <laughs> and Evan has replied, "You'd never let anyone else speak." No, that's have not. A great... well, hang... Can I finish? No. <laughs> you can have a great time, but then the book club would just start meeting on a different night and not tell you. Oh, well, that could happen, of oh. course. That could I happen. I mean, that's harsh. I'm so sorry, Al. I really thought I was backing off and giving people some <laughs> space. But you can't wait forever for these people. Yeah, true. Mm. Look, just for in the, in the interest of balance, KB has said, uh, it would, on the contrary, it would probably be the best book club ever if Frank Skinner attended. What about, yeah. what about that? OK. What about that okay. from uh, <laughs> Kenny Ball? Did you... Um, did you moot any of your books as a potential book for you to all read? That would no, that would. Do you know what Al? He would totally do that. That's wouldn't the he? only way I can no, think of you raising the stakes in any way. <laughs> I would have your book. I was asked some funny questionnaire thing, and I had to do some books. And uh, Frank's was one of mine. Great. Well, soon, of course, we'll be able to have a book club of Emily Dean's oh, book. Oh, hey, what about exciting. that on March the seventh release date? <laughs> Hey, what about that? He's across oh, all right. the products. He knows them all. That's great. Oh, yeah. Man. What if we, us three, had a book club about it? <laughs> about my book? <laughs> oh, Might be a bit man. weird for you. No, you can't because you're in it anyway. Anyway. Oh. Okay. Okay. I could talk about I'm happy yes, to talk Yes, and I'm sure about, you will. I'm happy to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter seven, me. Till the, <laughs> till the cattle return to their domicile. <laughs> Just say five four one has said. I always thought the hood was from U.S. slang, shortening hoodlum, and and uh, five four one is correct, of course. Oh yeah, so he wasn't really a hoodlum. I got a book signed by Jerry Anderson at Harrods, ostensibly for the kids. And what's the name of Jerry Anderson's uh, fan club? Um, the Jerry's. No. Um, Any offers? No. Okay, Anderson. Oh. Do you know that's rather marvellous? Oh, that is yeah. nice. Oh, it almost makes me want to change my name to Anderson. Mm. It makes me want to change mine to Fanderson. <laughs> <laughs> but then if there's got a fan club, what are they going to yeah, call yeah. me? You there? did know Anderson. someone who changed their name to, was it Millionaire or something? No, uh, I knew uh, a lady who changed her name um, to uh, from Williams to Milliams. That was it, yeah. And I think it was because <laughs> she knew someone called Gold who'd won the lottery and she thought... Oh. That um, it's, it's that nominative determinism. Yeah. She thought it might. Um, I'm not sure you can pick your own, can you? Nominative determinism after the. Uh, no, well, I don't know. This is, this was an experiment to find out. Mm. She hasn't, to my knowledge, won the lottery, but she's she's had a pretty successful life, I think. Rebook clubs, actually. Al, I would like to get back to what you were saying, but just briefly, Sean says I read as a hobby because I don't want to interact with people. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people at a book club. You know okay. what, Sean? I'm with you. That's great. Actually. Okay, I'm all over Sean. Um, okay, that's the last thing Sean wants. <laughs> uh, well, we were just discussing the lottery there, and uh, there's been a news story this What's week. Was it a segue? No, it's not. It's just you know it's popped up, but I'm okay. calling back to it. Yeah, um, Chris Eubank Senior has uh, English now has revealed a, a lottery story that he thinks he was cheated out of a huge windfall, as they say in the tabs. They do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love a windfall. 
<laughs> he uh, he reckons he got um, five out of six numbers and should have won over a hundred thousand dollars. But the guy in the grocery store said it's five numbers and the payout's twenty five dollars. This was in nineteen eighty four, yeah. And then and then in his tweet, I think this was, <laughs> he said, "Naive me took it, not naively I took it. Yeah, yeah. naive me, me, like he's got it. several yes. alter egos from his history. <laughs> I love naive me. Well, he probably has got several, but and naive, then, naive me is. And then uh, yeah. he did um, sad face emoji. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> with monocle or without. <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> if I was him, I'd put some money to get some emojis done with the monocles. I think there are emojis with monocles, aren't there? I don't know. I'm not very emoji. Um... I think this incident is when Chris Eubank started to wear a monocle so that he could keep a closer eye on people. Ah. <laughs> well, he did do. Do you um... think he actually. Do you think it's a prescription monocle <laughs> that he wears? Can you imagine know. talking to him? Chris, can you just have a look at this? Oh, yes, one second. <laughs> yeah. And he has to actually get it out to read. But is it, or is it an affectation? Oh, I don't I think he's affected. I can't imagine an might, affectation, Al. What I might do, I like him. I'm thinking I might pay a researcher oh, yeah. to go through every photograph of, um, <laughs> of him and, and see if it's always in the same eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that you'd get him on that, like Al Capone on taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd put, get him on to a chat show to talk about like, something else and then confront him with the monocle being in one eye and then the other. <laughs> Cornered. Oh, it'd be brilliant. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were discussing uh, Chris Eubanks Sr., Mm. Um, and the thing that happened to him in 1984 when he thought he was going to win over $100,000 in the lottery and he got 25. Mm. I mean, it's not the 1984 Orwellian nightmare that we're on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more small beer, in it? Can I just um, ask sure. this question? Is the idea that if you get a winning ticket, yes. that the, the storekeeper gives you the money? Yes. I believe so. I mean, I'm sure they don't have to pay really? out of their takings. But no. he was saying that I presume he had kept it for himself. Yeah, he'd given him twenty five pounds and then went on oh, to but claim is, the money. Is it, his, is it his job to hand out the money, or is he saying, um, oh, "Well, here's the twenty. Oh, here's twenty five dollars. I'll I'll do all the paperwork." Is he doing that? Mm. Oh, no, he was saying it was only worth it so he could steal it, yes. Well, maybe the system is that small payments get paid out of the till okay. and the bigger yeah. ones... This, go this, was, this was New York um, in the... In the 80s. In the 80s. Mm. Who knows what was going on? It was all Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> or was that 70s? Anyway. 70s, dear. However, um, he did say... Oh, he does follow the Nazarene, we should say, Frank... <laughs> Who, okay. Uh, Chris does. Yes, he said immediately after his uh, yeah. smiley emoji, no more. Oh recall, yes, he said God is good because go. when he was making the point that that's what had stopped him, he would have lost his focus. Little mix. Had Donald he got Tosk. the hundred? Yes. <laughs> There's been a lot of it about, hasn't there? Yeah, it's all invoking. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of invoking. Oh, We're going to have to have a whole section on the show invoking news, <laughs> Invo invoke fest. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say, I don't know whether you believed this when you heard it, but I'm afraid the good people of Twitter didn't, and there was a lot they of scepticism uh, regarding Chris's it story. Seem, 
It doesn't seem that incredible a story to me. No. Uh, Man of your wealth and property. <laughs> no, but I, um, I... I didn't read... I'm not a very cynical man. No. I, I, mm. I must have told you about that guy when the oldest man in Britain died. Have I told you about that? And he no. said uh, they talked to the captain of the bowls club that he still used to attend. He's 106, I think he was, or something. And they said to the bloke, um, you know, where did you feel when you heard out that whatever his name was, Charlie had died? He said, well, someone phoned me up and said, Charlie's died. He said, I'll be honest with you, I didn't believe it. I thought, you are a cynical <laughs> man. He's 104. <laughs> and you thought, well, it's been some foul play there. <laughs> wow. So, I, no, I, I mean, you know, it's Chris Eubank, but it doesn't seem like an incredible... If he's made it up, mm. it's a weird whole thing to make up. And also, yeah. it wouldn't have been a, a bad short story. I think if you were making it up... <laughs> no, because the whole idea, the whole argument, he says, is if he'd won that money, he wouldn't have been mm. a hungry fighter yes. and he wouldn't have become, like, you know, the, the, the top fighter... Well, champion, that he, yeah. ..that he was. Mm. You said great short story. I said potential parable. <clears throat> well, he's, he's very near... He's, he's neo-scriptural he's neo at the best of times. <laughs> um, that, that, I would say, is his style. Or Frank's taking it to book club. Yeah. Oh, that's how he thinks these well, days. I'd certainly take the, um, the Chris Eubank novel um, Lottery of Power, or something it would be called, wouldn't it? <laughs> some because... people did point... Sorry, Frank. Go on. No, some people did point out... Look, This is what I was like at the book club. <laughs> so... <laughs> People say Gary out, and I go, no, 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 no. I'm listening more live. Yeah. If anyone in the present at the book club, um, please text in. <clears throat> uh, yes, but some people did point out as well that he was 18. I think it was the same year that he played Madison. He was boxing at Madison Square Garden for the first time. So, okay. so at what point did he realise? And if so, why did he not go back to the store? What people were pointing out to remonstrate with the shop owner. Yeah, lucky escape for that shop owner. You may not realise who he defrauded. <laughs> I think if there's any fiction in this, what's happened with Chris is he's, he's looked up. He's looked up. Football is tense. I think years, Box, boxers tense. Probably years later, he's seen a, a, a five number win of 100,000 yeah. and think, uh. just a moment. Yeah. He's still in the matter of time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, suffering fucker tash. <laughs> um, he's thought to himself um, that, you know, that something's afoot. And uh, that's what I've heard. And I, I then I think he's... So it might not have been that it was a, he'd have got 100,000 that week. But if he's in a five-number win, pay 100,000, mm. he's thinking I've been duped. All of which is reasonable. However, what he shouldn't have done is then post... In response, I really cannot see what is so difficult to believe about my lottery true story. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, I like lottery I th true I story. I don't find it that... Um, no, but don't... When you call bit... something a lottery true story, yeah. immediately I start to think maybe it's not true. Okay? It's a little bit of the Donald Trump school of Twitter. I'm great. It's a, here's one of my true stories. I've got the best stories. <laughs> Well, I, you know, it has, it has uh, long been my belief that it, when you win the lottery, in order, the only way you should get the money is if you agree to wear a top hat every day for the rest of your <laughs> life so you can be identified as a lottery winner. 
He wouldn't even flinch, would he, at Absolutely. that deal? <laughs> you back. Might do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, you get a lot of people with peanut allergies avoiding him in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking he was Mr. Planter. It's not Mr. Planter, is it? Mr. Peanut from no, Planters. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know, if someone picks you up on that, I don't want to yeah, know them. Yeah, I don't. We're very heavy on facts at the moment, so let's let's keep it going correctly. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. If I may return back to the book club briefly. Oh, yes. The Wallace has got in touch. The Wallace. Yes, to say, if Frank starts a book club, I'm in. I imagine it would be hilarious and also very insightful. Thank you. Frank, well, the praise continues. Do you want me oh, to? Oh, no, yeah, I know. As you know, interrupting is the thing I'm trying to stop doing. <laughs> Carry on. Frank often has a very interesting and funny view on things. Hey. On the other balance, though, Carol Hall, oh, oh. deadlines and beanbags. <laughs> okay. Deadlines and beanbags. Love that shit. That, 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 that would song. be the book of the book club <laughs> if it was written. Yes. <laughs> it's very good, that. And Taxi Joe has brought us back to Chris by saying, Morning all, the thing is if you turn up to claim your lottery winnings in a monocle, the shopkeeper's going to assume you're loaded already, surely. That's a very good point. You're yeah, but why is that? Why is it that the only posh only posh people wear monocles? 8, 12, 15. Yes. This could be one great of our question. better ones. I well, think... Okay, also great monocle wearers. I mean, other than Mr Planters. I think Terry Thomas. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely bit of work there. a monocle. Uh, I mean, they're all dying out, the monocle Oh, I'll tell you, um, Richard Tauber, the German light operatic tenor. Oh. I mean, you're getting quite niche here, love. No, I'll tell you what I used to do. Uh, My dad was a big fan of Richard Tauber, and so every every time I um, sang one of his uh, songs... Lord Charles! So, <laughs> so, yeah, Lord Charles. Yeah, I'm so proud of that. Did I think I saw... I, I was, a bit obscure. I, Let's I get back to Richard Tauber. <laughs> yeah. So I used to have this thing when I lived with Dave, that if ever I sang one of uh, Richard Tauber's songs, usually you are my heart's delight, which went... You are my heart's delight and where you are I long to be. Whenever I did it, Dave was take, take his spectacles off and put one of the lenses <laughs> over one of my eyes <laughs> for a Richard Tauber impression. But yeah, I worked with uh, Ray Allen, who was the operator. With them all. Uh, Stop name dropping. <laughs> I worked with the operator of um, Lord Charles. Well, <laughs> you're the operator. Pretty little thing, aren't you? <laughs> and um, I... he had him in a box, and he opened the box. That's cruel. Yeah. <laughs> He opened the box. Treat him like an animal. And oh, he'd been dead ten years. <laughs> now he opened the box and he had like a red velvet top on it and he opened the red velvet top and there lay Lord Charles with the kiss curl on his oh, yeah. Oh. And he had the monocle in and he also had a personal microphone on the lapel. Oh, oh nice. Oh, that's, it's little touches like yeah, that. Yeah, attention, attention to what I believe the Americans call detail. They do. <laughs> Mm. Can I just say, though, I think that, to me, Lord Charles sits in the monocle <clears throat> armchair, as we would call it. Superior mon- to Chris Eubank? Well, Chris Eubank, ofs. Yeah. Let's say next to Eubank. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I, Lord, yes. You know? You're right. I, I mean, if you can better that, bring it. 
Come on, so we want... Um, <laughs> bring try. it, as Chris Eubank said, to some of the people, uh, to some of his naysayers. I find it weird that the news story is essentially about people doubting the veracity of his story. <laughs> like... How's that news? Just go into a Weatherspoons and there'll be a bloke that everyone knows is a liar and there'll be other people going, no, I'm not sure about that, Keith, or whatever. I tell you what, I don't know. I, I used to know... The, I always knew, like, one or two people in my life who were terrible liars. <laughs> Who always told like a blood sleep to the dog? It wasn't in the papers, wasn't yeah. it? A dog run over by a lorry and there was no blood. I remember him telling that story at all. He said it just, you know, he said it just, he said it just, he said it just broke like a crunchy. <laughs> and but I don't know. There's no one in my life now who I know to be a regular and notorious liar. Tracy in Nottingham. Yes. She's come up with a good one. Okay, should we should we cliffhang? Should we cliffhang? I think yeah. we should. Okay, let's do it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I? Oh, sorry. Were you mid? Uh, well, we've had. Oh, yeah, we were talking the greatest ever monocle wearer. Ah. Uh, <laughs> is this the one you were reading before? Okay. This is Tracy he's, in Nottingham. He's Cat. the greatest he's monocle wearer. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Well, you might regret that it's when done. you hear how okay. the person is. Patrick Moore oh. is surely superior to a wooden puppet in the monocle-wearing charts. Um, yes. And a shout-out to everybody else who suggested Patrick Moore because yes. we've, we've lit up the switchboard with um, this yeah. oversight, ironically. Can I say, yeah. he, was, he was very off. When I worked with him, he was horrible to me. Worked with them all. He was horrible to you. He was, yeah. <laughs> what was it, a book club Why, thing? did he say, does he accuse you of talking over him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he was... Uh, he was saying, um, I think he called me um, a fool. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Can I say I would have paid a grand to watch that? <laughs> and I thought funny. if you use the right hand, you, uh, or the, you know, when I say right, the correct hand, you can hit. Whereas you can't hit someone in glasses, you can hit someone <laughs> in a monocle, as long as you hit the other eye. Good point. Yeah. The the Mail, by the way, the Daily Mail. Yeah. Oh. They said. Um, they, they did this story and they said Chris Eubank, who can sometimes be seen adorning a monocle. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, and no, I thought well, that's opened up a whole can of worms as to who wears who. <laughs> Do they think, well, it is a magazine, monocle. Maybe they mean the front cover of monocle. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if I bet oh. they didn't mean no, that. No, they don't. No, They're illiterate. Um, oh, yeah, they've just made yeah. a terrible mistake, haven't you they? You might just... be glad of work there. <laughs> don't care about the quality but, but of it's, output. It's like you start with the monocle and then you add Chris Eubank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes you ever get this thing when you think, oh, I'd love some piccalilli. What am I going to yeah. put under it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you think of something it could go on. Mm. It's like that. You start with the monocle. It's, it's, it's a revolutionary... Uh, yeah. I think that um, this thing about why only rich people wear them... Yes. Tell us. I think that we are discouraged from wearing uh, monocles. Mm. For example, a, an optician quite recently said to me, because um, I was short-sighted, I am short-sighted, mm -hmm. but I can read, when I read, I read best with no, nothing, just no glasses, nothing. Okay. Just a pyjama top. Yeah, just a pyjama top. Yeah. And, just a a, and a monocle. Just a waistcoat <laughs> and a straw boat with my ears coming through, like top cap. Um, 
But um, she said, well, you could try wearing just the one lens and then the other eye would look... So one eye would do the oh, reading. Oh, I see, yeah. But she never at any point suggested a monocle, which is the obvious um, yeah. extent. And I think they are resentful about people only paying half. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing a monocle is half the price of a pair of spectacles. Mm. You think? No wonder. But I wonder how many of us are carrying some extra equipment on the other eye that doesn't need it. Well, mm. we could be happy in a monocle. <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> Frank, also... Um, Chris decided to... He had... There's a website called Didn't Happen of the Year Awards and he... They got into a bit of beef with him. Well, they're yeah. doubting Thomas's on. They're doubting Thomas's. Are it? they doubting Thomas's? <laughs> oh, OK. They are. See, they use your expressions. <laughs> oh, yeah, they love all that. And Christmas, <laughs> and Christmas they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damascene yeah, conversions. Because Christmas is They'll have it all. Take what Christian. they want. <laughs> um, but he came at them when they challenged him and yeah. said, you know, this this sounds like a lie. He said, 19 times world champion, dual distinction as sergeant and marshal in police law enforcement. That's wow. Great. My favourite, Skybox office pioneer, 1995. Brilliant, brilliant. Estimated IQ, 190. Wow. Estimated? Which FYI is 30 more than Einstein, but never mind. Goodness me. Yeah. Um, he also said, six times best dressed man awards. Brilliant. Open to any challenge in chivalry, combat, intelligence, and dandyism. That is that fantastic. Is a, Hashtag bring it. When I was, they had me at former pugilist because <laughs> that's a great job title description in the article. Former pugilist. Well, you know, he's really articulated I it well. I, told I, you, like I went it. to a book launch and I was launching my book and uh, whispering Bob Harris from uh, the old grey whistle test was doing these. Yeah. Oh, that was Tauber. We got up and Tauber wasn't on. <laughs> okay. Um, but Chris Eubank, uh, we're supposed to get up and talk a bit about our book and try and sell it to an audience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of booksellers and people from uh, Tesco's and stuff who are at the very centre of the book world, yeah. incredibly. And uh, we all did that. And then Chris Eubank got up and um, recited the naming of parts, the uh, World War One poem. <laughs> and then he sat down. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> For that. <laughs> Uh, that's a great night. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. You got it. We've got a number of sort of texts on the go. There's some talking about monocle wearers, famous monocle wearers. Who we got? Mm. Is it all Patrick Moore? Well, Andy Laurie has pointed out, is the monocle an exclusively male affectation? Good point. Perhaps male aristocrats find unilateral squinting comes naturally to them. (laughs) For mere mortals, it is impossible as well as ridiculous. Just a thought. Love you, Andy Laurie in Sheffield. Yeah. Is that uh, our kind of person? I love unilateral squinting. Yeah. Um, I I wonder if it's something to do with the shape of the female face. Oh, maybe. Well, not they all look the same, but they tend to be more aquiline, don't they? Well, I think oh. it's more to do with the fact. I mean, I did you didn't you get the sort of elderly Victorian aunt 
I would imagine with some sort of eyeglass. The eyeglass. Um, she would hold it up on a lanyard. It's right there. You know, I cannot in my mind now picture a woman in a monocle. Oh, Me that's neither. a relief to all of us. Try harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've also I don't had want a bit you of picturing an us in monocles, thank you. We had a bit <laughs> of an update on the the idea that they might be half the price of um, glasses oh, yeah. and spectacles. Oh, wow, uh, that'd be a good one for you to cover, One one five, yeah. Uh, in regards to monocles, <laughs> I have a gammy left eye. Oh, don't, where, uh, it makes me sick when people use that phrase. <laughs> continues. I'll continue. It'll, you'll feel great all the way through this now. Whereas my right eye is twenty twenty. I think that means vision. Oh, yeah, I don't good. think it means in the future. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't mean it plays limited overs cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My left is about as clear as a pint of pond scum. Oh, Hence, I tried to acquire yeah. a monocle. Oh. Broken Britain. Yeah. <laughs> dot, dot, horrible. Dot. I hate eyes. Eyes and eggs. Not them. easy. Oh, I like eggs. Uh, not easy, the continuing um, meaning acquiring a monocle. I could only find two suppliers online and they would double the price of a pair of glasses. How can that what? be? Because you know what? what when, when, when I said they should be half price, I was actually letting them off light because there's, yeah. no, there's no stem. Are they well, still talking the about the cost got, of things? Okay. We're talking sans stem. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Kenny from Edinburgh continues, the optician has suggested a pair of glasses with the left eye lens like a jam jar base and a clear thin lens in the right eye aperture. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's had an issue with this. No, so can I... If a person um, <laughs> with um, one leg goes into a shoe shop... Anyone else feel tense? Anyone else feel tense? you can... here, Alan? <laughs> safe territory with eyes. I'm pretty sure we're about to drop off air, but go on. Yeah. No, yeah. Do they have to buy a pair of shoes? I've still got your number, so we'll keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. I think. Do they have to buy a pair? Or... That is a very good text. Why? Sh- why? Damn. This Damn is it. one of my favourite texts. Why should they be forced into buying two shoes? They it's don't. A very need? inclusive it's, texting. It's, yeah. it's not a campaign I expected you to get behind. Every comedian now seems on Twitter. It seems to have activist after oh, their name. Man, so this it is me. me. So this is yours. This oh, is me. The, right, the monocle, show, monocle um, <laughs> availability mm-hmm. and um, two shoes or one. Shoe pair refusal rights. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm fighting for. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 496 has been in touch. The problem with a monocle is that if the wearer becomes surprised or shocked and raises an eyebrow, it will fall off. It's on a string, though. What if you were... A string? What are you going to Alan's shop? (laughs) What if you were driving a car whilst wearing a monocle and and there was an accident? Oh, no, and you were cut up. It falls off and there's an accident as a result. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that... That's from David. They've got to have a rule. The simple thing there is to have a monocle suspended from the ceiling of the car that you just peer through. When Uh you say it's on a string, I mean, on a sort of slinky metal line... What is the what is the attachment system? It's usually a string that fits into the... um, Metal, I presume. Into the waistcoat. No, yeah, yeah, it tucks into the, the, the you know the lapel, the a buttonhole chain, of mean? the lapel. Yeah, yeah. well, it's normally a string, I think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Mr. Peanut. It's not okay. a pocket watch. Okay. Where That's does Mr. Peanut? Where does the end of Mr. Peanut's? Uh, <laughs> 
of Mr. Boots. That's like a pet name for the use yeah. at home. Where does uh, where does the end of Mr. Peanut's monocle streak? Is this like a tree falling in the forest? Question. Where's it attached? That's what I'm asking. He doesn't wear a. I don't think he wears a jacket or a waistcoat. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Where does, let's call it, the non-business end of <laughs> Mr. Peanut's monocle string get attached? I think it's attached to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're fibrous peanut shells, but I don't think they'd yeah. take a, a sharp... Um, not over time. No, he'd be... They're, that, grease, they're greasy as well. Once greasy. He'd, once he'd been pierced... It would slip off, Frank. That'd be the end. They'd be drying. Internal... T- <laughs> internal drying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, internal drying would fi- finish off, Mr. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, can we get on to the uh, subject of monocles again? Yes, okay. We've never been off it. (laughs) We've had 106. Because do you remember one reader had texted in regarding uh, the lack of ladies who wear a monocle? No, it's a very good point, that. Yeah. Yeah. I work with a lady who wears a monocle. Hey, I'm Spartacus. (laughs) And is very proud of it. Monica, is it? One, is it? Very good. Uh, 555, Professor Yaffle wore a monocle. From Badpuss. Do you remember? Don't you remember Badpuss the cat? Was he like a... I think... Was he avian? I think you might have been in the... Central Reservation at that, at that point. Oh, but was he a, was no, he a yeah, he was a, he was a wooden owl. Yeah, oh, yes, there Do you remember go. him oh, in the yeah. bad puss years, OK? Um, we also were running a text in where you were, uh, you know, thinking aloud, doing a little See, bit an of owl, blue sky. If an owl wore a monocle, you'd need a longer string to allow for the uh, 360 degree turn. <laughs> yeah, and also they'd have to turn their head back in case they ended yeah, up... Yeah, because if they went round again, they could strangle want, themselves. You don't want to do yeah. that. Be, I, I think, think it I've would be really that. cumbersome, the monocle string on the owl. It would get all mixed up in the feathers. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Don't you think? I tell you. You're right. I'd get rid of it. I think they could have, like, uh, Odin... I've got that one that just clip, like sort of clips on from the side of the head. Yeah, we were uh, thinking aloud, and you were, you were mooting uh, in one of our more inclusive uh, textings. Do um, amputees uh, have to buy two shoes? and 854 has uh, texted in, FAO Frank Skinner show, a little bit stern at the start. Morning. Yeah. My son is a left leg amputee. He has a prosthetic leg, so he does need two shoes to walk around. Oh, However, God. I only realised this after chucking out all his left shoes when he was in hospital. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> that's from Michelle. He could have at least given them to another amputee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's cleared that up. I feel like I was yeah, but but do. you do see people in wheelchairs who don't have a, don't have the prosthetic leg. Perhaps this is that's somewhere we should. Oh, why shouldn't we talk about it? It's not talking about it. That's the problem. Indeed. Okay. I just um, don't think you should have to buy two shoes if you're in that. Um. Uh, Edward has been in touch. I just have to mention this, Frank. Props to Frank for not mentioning William Hartnell's doctor. 
He apparently wore a monocle. He did. And I'll tell you something about his monocle. He's got a black velvet attachment. Yeah, quite a thick strip. A ribbon. His was on a ribbon. I'm going to go that far. I mean, I wouldn't call that a monocle. It's an absolute obstruction. Facial obstruction. Fancy for getting Billy. I think it's obvious that you wouldn't mention that because you have a rule, don't you, that you never discuss your fandom of Doctor Who on air. Exactly. I keep that um, storm on a very firm rule. What he seemed to have, looking at this photo of William Hartnell, Frank, Mm. I mean, this won't be news to you. You were talking earlier about keeping a, a dressing gown robe clutched to you, no, to your you know, person. Do you know what? When he, I, sorry, go on. When I said that about I could sleep with it closed, I thought of William Hartnell clutching his lapels, which is what he did yes. uh, quite a lot. Was this a thing? Was that his shtick? Yes. Was it? Oh. What he'd do, his standard thing was to walk to the front of the shot, so the other char- so he's looking slightly off camera, right at yes. the front, and the other characters are looking at him. Why yeah. he, um, what he spoke out. Well, the reason I mention that, his seems to be more of an open robe affair, I would say, because it's on either side. It's on each lapel, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. But he wore like a Victorian, I suppose, Edwardian frock coat was his thing. Nobody knows why. <laughs> but yes, um, ribbon, ribbon on a monocle. Yeah, ribbon on the monocle. I know, and also I know, we've had the, it's serious. Did I mention the penguin um, from Batman as oh, well? Wow, oh, wow, yeah. wow, 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 That's what that 60s penguin. That's good. You we've could get a show had, commission on the strength of that. We're having a Why number of people correcting Meredith. us Go that um, Professor Yaffle, Yaffle was a woodpecker, oh, not sorry, an owl. sorry. Hold on. We're always happy to be correct. Quite dangerous You're right, one, to, three, be, nine. Uh, to be a wooden woodpecker. Well, Good would point. you revise your opinion Good then, read the monocle? Well, monocle okay for woodpecker? You were worried about the owl? Because as we've pointed out before on the show, the owl is... Um, I mean, as I said, I'm not body shaming them. Oh, yeah. But they're not beach body ready, the owl. No, they're, they're shaped. They're so, a round shape. They're a bit like... Uh, <clears throat> the Liverpool player Shakiri, they've got that kind. Whether right. he can turn his head 360 degrees, I don't know. Also, the yeah. owl community don't ever have that awkward moment <clears throat> where the uh, female says, "Does my bum look big in this?" The male owl can just say, "Well, you look. You've got a spinning head. Uh-huh. Just turn around." That's a good point. <laughs> Why are you looking so tense? <laughs> no, I'm oh, good. I've never been more relaxed. <laughs> I was just thinking with Shakiri that one of the things that he really doesn't have, which you need if you're a footballer, is the ability mm. to clap your hands above your head. He's managed, though. He's managed. Yeah. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Ian West has pointed out about Mr Peanut. He's always on business. He doesn't have a non-business end. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, I'd like to talk about this gentleman. He, another, I mean, I don't know if he's aristocratic, but he's certainly got a few bob. There's an, an anonymous businessman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Immediately suspicious. Yeah, it's always the start of a... Wasn't he a medieval painter? <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> Who's apparently... Well, he's been hinting around that he wants to buy a mountain to carve his family's faces into. Who hasn't? What a brilliant (laughs) idea. Mount Rushmore style. So he's looking in Scotland, apparently. Is he? Yeah. We should explain, in case you don't know, that Mount Rushmore is a... It's a mountain in... I think it's Utah? 
No. I think it's Dakota. Dakota, very good, yes. I've um, just gone with America, guys. I don't know why you had to be so specific. Um, and it's four... <laughs> very 70s. It's the faces of four presidents. In fact, we spoke about it, I don't know if it was mm. in the edit, but we spoke about it on the recent... Uh, Big big quiz of everything, or whatever. Big oh, fat right. quiz of the year, big darling. Big quiz of mm. everything. Mm. Not oh, I do apologise. Yeah, and uh, it's four. It's uh, Lincoln, Jefferson, Washington, Roosevelt. Everybody's talking about no. pop, pop music. music. Talk about, or I suppose rock music, probably yeah. in this case. <laughs> and it's it's very impressive. Imagine living in a time when they had such confidence of the continuing <laughs> reputations of male public <laughs> figures that they would carve them into a mountain. Yes. I think the ice sculpture is uh, <laughs> the, the current uh, media of choice for those yeah. things. But wow, they really like trusted those guys. <laughs> yeah. Every time something terrible was exposed about you, you just got a bit of your anatomy hacked off. Mm. Well, I don't know if, if you, you know what I mean. Have you ever yeah. seen a picture of the... Uh, is it the Marquette that a sculpture makes, the sort of little model before it does Oh, the right, oh. OK, yeah. The Marquette of, um, of Mount Rushmore, there's a lot more of them. Not, oh, see, mo- not like more that. presidents, but more of... Oh, like, right. Their jackets and... So it went like to waste. The, well, like getting the full-body Mr. Pla- uh, Mr. Peanut. Well, it's right. mid-shot. It's sort of um, mid... Yeah. You get from, like, um, head to waist mm. on them. It's a bit like... And what are they wearing, can you remember? I mean, I'm not saying that's well, the most important thing, you, but it, it kind of just is. Just a dressing gown. Yeah. Are you familiar... <laughs> Abraham Lincoln <laughs> clutching his robe. Are you familiar with um, Beatles for Sale? Yes. That album? Yeah. Well, the sleeve of that is what it looks like. Got oh, it. good reference. Okay. It really looks like that. Yeah. Yes. Do you think they changed it to headshots in the run-up, or do you think they just started one head and went, oh, we've gone too big on this head? I wonder if they <laughs> yeah. started... run out a mountain. You know, like when you're writing a birthday card, yes. and then I write too much in it, and then I have to just condense it, and Emily's tiny at the end. Yeah. I know, like but what, what about if they'd started with the jackets and stuff, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then rod out? I mean, that would have been rubbish, wouldn't it? Just four blunts. <laughs> And then they'd have had to try and uh, holler that a bit for a, a gentleman's um, clothes shop okay. that they could have put in the bottom. <laughs> oh, God, um, thank God they started with the heads. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Can I just read out something from Anthony Moss, who's got in touch? Regarding the question, would you want to be in a book club with Frank Skinner or would you find it hell on earth? <laughs> Which was leading the witness, rather, the way a the little. producer phrased it. Oh, anyway. did you put that on the... <laughs> oh, OK. Blimey. Uh, <laughs> no way, says Anthony. Frank pricks the bubble of pretense in art through comedy without losing the fact that deeper meaning does exist and can be profound and beautiful. Praise very much not redacted. Park life. Proven that, it. I think that's, that's the a Edinburgh, lovely thing. That's the thing. Edinburgh poster. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I say I agree? Oh, okay, thank you. Lovely. What a lovely moment there. Yeah. What if he's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if there is no meaning? Have, uh, anyway, okay. have a good day, everyone. <laughs> have you seen Mount Rushmore? Have you seen Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Do you know, I'm desperate to see Mount Rushmore. I don't think no, I've, I've ever met anyone no. who's told me they've seen Mount Rushmore. You, since... 
Is I think we've been talking news? about it this morning. Yeah, is there a Mount Rushmore? Do you think oh, it's like uh, Chris Eubank's story? Fake <laughs> news. Well, Liar. If I you would think, go to Dakota just to see it. If you think about it, Chris Eubank's story is more believable <laughs> than Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Do you not? Are you not... I'm intrigued. impressed with this guy, though. 12 million quid he's going to spend on getting his what? family carved. He's got four children and a wife, I'm led to Not believe. just that. There's an addition. What's that? He also wants the family dog. Wow. Which is if the most gonna, fabulous thing I've ever heard. It's, it is like the staffy at the end of the family portrait. Yeah, or Lagerfeld. Remember when Lagerfeld, uh, Carl Lagerfeld wanted to marry his cat? That's right, yeah. It was illegal, he said. Yeah. See, if you had... I think if he you said it was Lager- an admin nightmare, didn't he? If you had a Lagerfeld mountain, you could have him and you could have <gasps> go for a snow snow peak. Very so you all you got the hair done, yeah. and then tie a little black bow around the mountain. Oh, I mean, so sometimes I crack jokes at the dinner table, and I'm I'm convinced my family in that moment are made of stone. So <laughs> maybe I'm saving myself twelve million pounds. I think it's a lovely idea. The kids, the wife is a risk, isn't it? Yeah. So if you divorce, oh. just. Well, the next wife's not going to like you. Going to get a big chisel and just knock <laughs> the wife to pieces. You're going to have to have a word with the sat nav um, when you've got the next wife in the car. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be driving past that mountain. <laughs> what about the dog, though, Frank? Lovely. Because I do think that you've got to be careful. Like Alan's dog, the Whippet, going to look oh, lovely yeah. up there. Very sleek, made for stone in many ways. Mm. Poodle. Not so much, though. You don't think so? Oh, Keegan Curl is very hard to render. Chiselling nightmare. I I wouldn't mind buying a cliff face and then putting Cliff Richard's face. (laughs) Oh, nice. So you get the pun and the artwork. Do you know, you'd look good in stone. Also, I'm pretty confident with Cliff now. They've done the search. He's fine. (laughs) He's fine. Um, You'd look good in stone. Do you think? Well, my face is going that way. I think it's hardening You've of the arteries. got one of those faces that I think would look good as a statue. What's much Rushmore, isn't What's yeah. my chances of ending up in a, on a mountain? Well, you could commission it. You've got a few quid. You, can. No, I couldn't Buzz. Buy, I couldn't buy a mountain. Maybe I could buy a hillock. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you don't want to do that. I mean, people, you know. What? Hillock. It's too easy, isn't it, to rhyme it and make you feel a fool. Oh, I see. I'd, I'd forgotten that. I haven't heard that word since uh, <laughs> that whatever happened to the likely lads. <laughs> it's on absolute 80s right now. Oh, is it? Oh, I hope they do do that. Well, if you do, if you go to Mount Rushmore, would you do me a big uh, brass robbing? Oh, yes, <laughs> I will. Be, that'd be a task, wouldn't it? It's the sort of thing Annika Rice would have done in the, in oh. the glorious... <laughs> Yeah, do me a brass robin of Mount Rushmore. Absolutely fantastic. Alfred Hitchcock, monocle wearer, late, late Is arrival. Is that right? Oh, Unless it's God. just someone texting Alfred Hitchcock, in which case that's the wrong number, mate. <laughs> well, what yeah. else could that be? <laughs> what else have we asked this morning? Good uh, we've asked questions that about Mr Peanut. That can't be what Mr Peanut attaches his monocle to Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> they had to walk in very, very slow procession <laughs> together. To that music. <laughs> they did spend a lot of time together. They did. They did, to be fair. <laughs> Getting to the bottom of it now. To be fair, they did spend quite a lot of time together. <laughs> so, um... 
Well, it's been an interesting morning. I think you'll agree. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening uh, this week. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Toodaloo. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.